What's good? You already know who it is, and if you don't know who it is, it's your man Leon Benson, aka Leon Genesis, aka your mom's favorite personal trainer, aka Let's Get It, aka Let's Work, aka Always Working, aka Beatrice Thompson in the building. What it do? We back at it again. It is January 3rd, 2022. This is episode 85. Hold on, hold on, hold up. Season three of the Passion Purpose Perspective podcast by yours truly, man. We out here, we working. Man, season three, man. Let's get into it. Um, yeah. I'm not really into the celebratory you know, nonsense as far as like American culture and all that, but hopefully you guys enjoyed your new year's. Uh, yeah, I know I did. I got a lot of rest. I slept a lot the last, like, especially the last like week. It was amazing. Cause usually I don't like sleeping. I hate sleeping. Um, I average like six hours of sleep. I'm always getting up early all the time, but anyway, man, yeah. Um, we trying to we trying to get more rest this year, man. You feel me? Ain't nothing wrong with it. So I'm just trying to embrace, you know. I'm just trying to embrace relaxing, man, and just recouping and recovering, and then putting in the work instead of just like digging a ditch. But anyway, man. Enough about that, man. Um, yeah. Another episode, man. I know it took a while to post uh, the last episode. Or from the last episode until now, but yeah, man, it is what it is. Last episode, we talked about recovery and injuries, and we also talked about money and mindset. So if you want to go back into the feed, you can go back to episode 84, and you can listen to that um, before you listen to this one. But anyway, man, today uh, I want to briefly touch on how to approach fitness and nutrition in 2022. And then um, I also want to get into some psychology, man, and just tie it into investing um, and just I might give some tidbits into my own psychological like, uh, you know, hiccups that I've had in 2021, being that as my first year as an investor officially. Um, but yeah, man, of course, it's the first week of 2022 everybody's finna be talking all this nonsense about how this is their year and they're gonna, you know, do this and do that and take over and grind like they never grinded before. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. We don't care about none of that. Um, but of course, uh, one of the most obvious things that people will be focusing on is their health and wellness. So they'll be focused on fitness and nutrition. People are going to be trying to build muscle, uh, burn body fat or lose weight overall. They're going to try to get more flexible, get stronger, uh, have more power, explosion, uh, explosiveness. You know what I'm saying? People are going to try to eat healthier. Um, you know, they're going to adopt different types of diets, keto diet, pescatarian, uh, vegetarian, vegan, you know, uh, high protein, low carb, all of that keto. If I didn't say that already, the Atkins diet, whatever it is, man. But yeah, people, especially like this first, like 90 days, you will see, um, 
everyone's going to be so motivated and so like hyped up and, and, you know, going to the gym consistently. And, you know, people have already bought in workout clothes, you know, new sneakers, new, new hats and hoodies and sweatbands and, you know what I'm saying, leggings and tights and, and, you know, just all types of different outfits and whatnot. People bought supplements. I know some of y'all out there, y'all just bought supplements for the first time or whatever. Nothing wrong with that. People are going to be buying vitamins and everything. And that's that's fantastic. That's great. Um, but my thing is this. Why are you exercising? Like, why are you trying to be healthy? Why are you are you trying to, like, all of a sudden turn your life around? Um, especially for individuals who don't have any background or have been off of the bandwagon for, you know, five, ten years. It's just like, what is the reason why you're doing it? Because if it's like some shallow or hollow reason why you want to get into shape, it's just, it's not going to pan out the way that you think it's going to pan out. So the reason why it has to be so much deeper than just looking good. It has to be so much deeper than making your ex jealous. You know, why you work out has to be so much deeper than, uh, you know, stunting on your haters or whatever the case may be. And I've talked about this in previous episodes as well, but your why, you know, it needs to be solid. It needs to be important. It needs to make sense. Um, it needs to drive you, um, when you feel like you're 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 messing up or when you feel like you're about to fall off the bandwagon your why has to be the thing that pushes you to keep you going to keep you you know motivated to keep you dedicated to the journey um because it's going to get hard it it's going to get super duper hard and if you think it isn't just wait and see if you stick to a fitness program and a nutritional program long enough you're going to have peaks and valleys um and I'm telling you, man, them valleys is really going to get to you, especially when it comes to the mental aspects of fitness and nutrition. So, you know, why you're doing this, why you're starting this program or whatever it is, you know, whatever your goal is, you know, in terms of fitness and nutrition, why you're doing it needs to be it needs to be realistic. But it also needs to be intrinsic, like it needs to be internal. It can't just be some nonsense, some some superficial reason you don't want to have superficial reasons why you're trying to accomplish goals. It's just not going to work out in the long run. Um, it's going to become like, you know, just like an ego driven thing. And ultimately, you're not going to get the results you want or you're going to be again, you're going to be doing it for the wrong reasons. Like, nah, you stop focusing on other people and and you need to have like some some solid morals and ethics when it comes to starting your journey or continuing your journey. You have to do this for you. Um, honestly, doing it for you is the main reason. Of course, some people want to get in shape for their children. Some people want to get in shape, you know, for maybe their grandparents or something, or maybe they have elderly parents. Whatever the case may be, man, like you want to get in shape for your significant other. There's nothing wrong with that. But ultimately, your, your, your journey... 
you know, when it comes to fitness and nutrition, it has to be so important to you more than anybody else. You have to want it more than anybody else. You know, you have to work on it more than anybody else. Like, you know, yeah, you can you can have people help you prep meals and and, you know, help you organize your your training routine and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, you should be the one putting in the most time when it comes to your programming, how, how many reps and sets you do, what days you train, what body parts, how many rest days you take, etc. Like you got to be the one that is solely responsible for that and putting in the most time and effort because ultimately the results that you get, it's going to fall on your shoulders. So when you're approaching the gym or when you're approaching nutrition or when you're approaching supplementation, you really need to focus on why you're doing it, what's what, how it's going to benefit you and what you're trying to get out of this experience, like overall, um, because again, you're going to be the one that's doing most of the work. So you can't, you can't blame people. You can't put it on anybody else if you don't hit your goals this year. Um, but also, like I said earlier, you, you can't do this for superficial reasons, man. You can't do this. You can't be worrying about haters. Um, you can't be worrying about trying to impress people or be, you know, become like one of the cool kids or something like that. Like, that's just not it's not like I said, it's not going to pan out the way that you're expecting it to, because at some point somebody is going to pull your card and they're going to check you and be like, yo, let me see if this person is really about this fitness life. Let me see if this person is really about supplementation. Let me see if this person is is really about, you know, getting up early and going for a run or going to the gym. Let me see if this person is really about staying up a little bit later so they can prep their meals for the entire week. Um, you know, and also too, your health will check you because yeah, you'll start having aches and pains um, that you never had before. You gotta be able to get through that. But also too, if you're not really about that life or if you are doing it for superficial reasons, what's gonna happen is your health is going to take a toll because you're not putting in the work and doing what you're supposed to be doing um, as an athlete or just, you know, as an individual that's trying to live a healthier life. And it'll catch up to you. Um, it even catches up to the healthy ones, man. You feel me? We're all susceptible to, you know, chronic issues when it comes to health. So don't act like you're above anything uh, in terms of that. So you got to try to stay on your P's and Q's. Um, but yeah, man, the reason why you do this is it's really going to be your North star and it's, it's going to keep you grounded. It's going to keep you focused. It's going to keep you humble. Um, and it's going to allow you to remain focused on your goals, man, because yeah, you got to stay focused because shit is definitely going to challenge you. Um, and yeah, sometimes man, you, it takes, you know, it takes you to a dark place. You know, them days when you don't feel like training or you don't feel like, you know, eating your vegetables or whatever the case may be, or you're tired of eating chicken or fish or whatever it is, like, or you just don't feel like cooking, but you know you have to because if you don't, you're not going to hit your goal. And if you don't hit your goal, you only have yourself to look at in the mirror. Um, you know, you're to blame for the results that you don't get this year. Um, and if you had a program that you started last year and you didn't succeed, you know everything that you did that led to you not hitting your goal. You can pinpoint it if you just sit there and really think out, all right, you know, what was I doing when I started it? What was I doing when I was in it? 
what happened when I started to get off track. You can trace back the steps, man. Um, so yeah, this is this is the reason that you need to have a legitimate why. You know, your why has to really push you um, during good times and bad times because it's gonna get it's gonna get rocky, it's gonna get tough. But you gotta be able to to, to you gotta be able to stick with it, man. Regardless of what's going on around you, I say it all the time. No matter what's happening around you, you still got to get up and do your cardio. You still got to get up and lift the weights. You still got to get up and do the body weight exercises. You still got to do the calisthenics. You still got to do gymnastics. Whatever it is, if you play a sport professionally or, you know, on a recreational level, whatever it is, you're trying to, like, become more flexible. If it's yoga, you got to stick with it through thick and thin, no matter what, man, because shit is going to happen on a daily basis. But that cannot di di uh, distract you from the ultimate goal. Um, you got to be thinking long term as well, you know, um, and especially when it comes to nutrition, like get your mind right, man, because nutrition is not just, you know, what you put in your body. It's also what you put in your mind and and, you know, the way that you think, <clears throat> You know, because you're going to have moments where you ate five meals a day, uh, in a day, but you're still hungry. You're going to have moments where you, you know, you're you're eating too much food, but it's the only way that you're going to be able to hit your goal. So, you know, all right, I got to eat seven meals a day because I'm trying to gain some muscle. I'm trying to gain some size. I'm a little small. All right, so every single day, you got to eat them seven meals each day, no matter what. You know, however many ounces of protein, however many ounces of, of fat, however many uh, grams of carbs, you got to get it in. You can't put it off. You can't half-ass it because it's, it's, it's not going to suffice, man. It's not. You really got to go all in, uh, no matter what. <clears throat> um, even with supplementation. You know, do your research, learn about the different supplements and what they do to the body, how they help, um, you know, supplement some of the processes that the body goes through. And you also need to assess the risk involved with taking various supplements. Um, and you need to know your genetics and what you're capable of doing, what you're able to do, and what you're not able to do and adjust your programming, adjust your 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 supplementation from that. Um, but you also, especially for those beginners out there, like you don't want to jump into supplements right away. It's really not worth it. You really should spend the first couple of years, at least the first two to three years, just completely 100% natural, um, you know, doing some, some training, whether it's weight training or whatever, and doing some cardio consistently two to three years, man. Um, so you can really see how your body develops, uh, just in that short amount of time, like, you know, seeing how you can build up, um, a nice foundation. And then if you feel like you're, you hit a plateau after those two to three years, all right, you, maybe you need to eat more, or maybe you need to eat less, or maybe you need to take more rest days or less rest days, or, you know, all, all those things being considered, you might have to, you know, get into supplementation. But of course, that's completely up to you. But do your Googles, man. Read some books, like really learn about it so you know what the hell is going on. Don't just put shit in your body because your your, your best friend is doing it or whatever. Know what you're getting into. Um, 
when it comes to, you know, supplementation as well. Um, and, and understanding your genetics as well is also going to allow you to find a program or create a program that is going to actually yield the best possible results for you um, over the long term. And another thing as well for 2022, you need to lower your expectations. Um, and I'm kind of taking a page out of Charlie Munger's book, who is uh, an investor with a net worth over a billion dollars, whatever, but we don't really care about the net worth. Um, as an individual, yeah, he's just absolutely lethal and legendary in terms of his philosophies and just the different ways that he thinks. But one of the things that he stresses to uh, retail investors and even to institutional investors is lowering your expectations. So I'm telling you, as somebody who's, you know, been in, you know, exercising for a long time, you know, 20 years or whatever, however many years it's been by now, I don't even know. But uh, yeah, lower your expectations, man, especially if this is your first go around. Um, you can't expect, you know, to just change overnight. Like it's not going to work like that. You got to grind it out. You got to put the time in. You got to put the reps in. You got to put the miles in day after day. Um, and, and you got to stay the course because in the beginning, you might not see the results that you are expecting to see. So you need to just lower your expectations. Maybe your ultimate goal is to lose 30 pounds. Well, here's something that you can do. Instead of focusing on losing 30 pounds, you can say, you know what? I want to lose five pounds um, over the next month to two months. I know it's like, oh, two months. Anybody, you can lose five pounds easy in two months. But this is what I mean. Lowering your expectations. Because once you actually start, you know, going through the motions and, and not even going through the motions, but once you start engaging in some of these training programs, once you have to like add in an exercise routine to your, 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 your current work schedule, you will see like there's days when it gets extremely challenging, but if you're really serious, if you're, if you really bought that life, you're going to get it done no matter what. But again, lowering your expectations in terms of how much muscle you're trying to gain or how much body fat you're trying to lose, it's really going to serve you well to to focus on the smaller goals in the beginning, um, especially if you haven't mastered your body um, or mastered your genetics in terms of understanding how your body works when you eat certain foods or how your body works when it comes to engaging in physical activity. Um, but yeah, man. And if you have to write down your goals, how many days a week you want to work out, what body parts you want to work on, um, how, how many, uh, you know, how many reps, how many sets, how much cardio do you want to do each for each workout? Um, weekly, where do you want to be at in terms of uh, just energy and recovery, how many days are you gonna rest? Like, again, supplementation, like, you know, how many supplements are you gonna take or not take? Um, what, like, you know, as far as your cycles and different things like that, if you, if you do things like pre-workout, are you gonna just, you know, cruise the whole time and just take pre-workout every single day? Or are you only going to take it, you know, three times a week? And then after so many weeks, you know, 
uh, cycle off of it, not take any of it at all. So you can flush, you know, some of that, some of those chemicals out of your body and also reintroduce um, the stimulus because after so many scoops of pre-workout, it's going to be as if you're not doing any, as if you're not taking anything, you're not going to feel it because your body uh, adapts um, uh, and it just becomes extremely tolerant. So yeah, like you need to have a legitimate game plan for every aspect of, of, of training, even down to the clothes that you wear. I know that's not as important, but you can use it as like an energy gauge. You know, when you start, you know, wearing certain colors to the gym, you know, or wearing certain out workout uh, clothes to the gym, you know, just looking at the outfit in the closet hanging up, it's like, all right, it's going to motivate you to to know like all right I gotta get on my P's and Q's tomorrow tomorrow is another day to grind I gotta get it in my outfit is ready blah like you know whatever and I've spoken about uh episodes in the past you know about like uh just simple things like putting your your training outfit out you know next to your bed the day the night before so that when you wake up boom you you got your outfit right there so you can't make any excuses. Of course, you want to get in the shower and wash your ass crack. But after that, your workout, your 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 training outfit is right there. You can put it on. You don't have any any excuses when you get up in the morning. Um, putting your supplements in like a caddy pill or whatever. And putting again, putting it on your dresser, or putting it on your nightstand. Um, whatever it is, putting your shaker bottle next to your next to your bed. As soon as you get up, boom, it's right there. Like, yeah, whatever you got to do, man, to prime your body, to prime your mind um, so you can stay focused. That's what you need to be working on um, on a daily basis, man. But uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much it for now, man. So make sure your why is is legit. Make sure you don't have superficial reasons as to why you're getting in shape. Because, yeah, that shit is whack, man. Like, it, sh it should be a realistic reason. It should be your something real to you. Have some realistic goals. But also, just be real with yourself as to why you want to train and exercise and eat clean and all that. Um, You know, don't be an airhead. We don't, we don't do airheads out here. You know what I'm saying? I know that's, I know they got the candy airheads, but chill. We don't, we don't do that either, like. We, you got to be solid, man, when it comes to the, especially when it comes to the mental aspects of this. Um, you know, the whole ego thing is like, it's cool sometimes, whatever, like, you know, pump out your chest, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, man, it's about overall health and wellness. Um, it's about getting better with time. Um, and it's about trying to prevent, you know, any illness or disease from, from, you know, just ruining your life or messing up, you know, what you're trying to do. Um, or, or worse, taking away, you know, years of your, off your life. No, you want to exercise and eat clean so you can add years to your life, man. Um, because yeah, ultimately, man, health is, is really is wealth. Like that truly is wealth. The money comes and goes, man. But if you don't have your health, like you got nothing. So yeah, but that pretty much wraps up that, that segment, uh, of today's podcast, so going into uh, just finance and just how interesting that is. Um, and also, too, for those of you guys who might be new, why the hell does this guy talk about fitness and finances? So weird. 
or for the people that have been tuning in, why does this guy talk about all of a sudden he's talking about exercise and nutrition and now he's also talking about money? Like what? But he may be he not a millionaire, this and that, blah, 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 blah. Listen, man. I speak about things that I'm interested in. I speak about things that I have done or or I am currently doing or that I have an interest in like or a passion for. So, um, you know, as far as talking about investing, yeah, um, I wanted to do it when I was in my 20s, but I just was not prepared at all. I opened up a brokerage account. And honestly, I don't even remember what happened after that. I really don't. I never got to the point where I bought any businesses. So that was just a complete fail. But that was around the time that I was introduced to uh, Warren Buffett. My sister told me about Warren Buffett. And um, for a very short time in the beginning, I was like, oh, you know what? I, I kind of I like this guy. He's cool. Whatever, whatever. Like, uh, there, I don't even know if there was YouTube at the time. Uh there probably was, but I really wasn't on YouTube like that. Like I wasn't looking at videos or anything as far as like to get information via YouTube. I was really just studying, like reading books. So I bought like, I bought this like little book that had a bunch of his quotes in it. And you know, he had quotes about like, you know, why he was, uh, you know, how he would eat Coca-Cola and he can't uh, drink Coca-Cola and eat candy and this and that, whatever, whatever. But that's beside the point. As you can see, I really enjoy investing the whole world of finance i find it extremely fascinating and that's why i'm talking about it but i'm also talking about it because it's something that i engage in on a daily basis i'm always trying to get better at money management um, when it comes to my own finances um because yeah i mean it's just it's important like you know you you need money to survive in in this country in america you need money if you don't have money you're shit out of luck um or you you or you have to have somebody there that has all the money and, and and you know they give you money so you can spend it. But anyway, yeah, it's hard. It's almost damn near impossible to live without a job or without money coming in. So for me, I'm like, okay, I want to become a master at my own finances. The same way I'm trying to become a master at my physique and 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 and, and just getting better physically, I want to also get better financially as well. And also mentally, too. Oh, my God. I hope they don't turn on their thing. Uh, there's an ambulance going by. Yep. There they go. Um, you know what I'm saying? Cali Knights. Crazy. Hopefully, um, whoever they're driving to, hopefully they're all right. But anyway, man. Yeah, man. I say all that to say, look, we're going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about nutrition. And we're going to talk about investing. We're going to talk about, you know, stock investing, a.k.a. buying uh, fractional shares of publicly traded businesses below intrinsic value. Um, and we're just going to go through the whole entire process over time. Um, I'm going to pull from some of my own experiences um, going back as recent as, you know, last year, because that's when I started um, doing it. Um, so yeah, but anyway, man, um, I want to get more into the psychology of investing. So I think I spoke about it last episode. 
But um, there's this book that I bought so many years ago um, when I was in my 20s, and it's called Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Um, when I first read the book, I didn't understand it. Uh, I was just a young lad. Uh, I just, my mind was not as developed and I couldn't receive the information the way that I have recently received it. So I put the book down. Mind you, I never, I, I didn't pick it up until, you know, I don't know what it's been like 10 or 12 years later. I just recently finished this book. I finished it yesterday. I think, um, it's about 430 some odd pages or like 400 and yeah, something like that. But anyway, absolutely fantastic book. I, I really love it. But also, why on earth, if I'm talking about finance and fitness, why would I read a book about psychology? Because for those of you who are unaware, like, and for those of you who, who, who are aware, money and finance go hand in hand, like, uh, not money and finance, uh, uh, money and psychology go hand in hand. The way that we make decisions, the way that we do things, you know, it's all a part of our psychology. The way that we behave, it's tied up in our belief systems. It's tied up in our conscious. It's tied up in our subconscious. It's tied up in our, our cultural upbringings, you know, etc. Like it's impossible to ignore it. Um, you know, so yeah. And for me, especially like, you know, I follow investors like Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger and, and guys like Monish Pabrai. And especially when it comes to, you know, Warren and especially Charlie, they speak about the psychology of investing and how important it is to make sure that you're not emotional, to make sure that you're not irrational, to make sure that you understand things like, uh, you know, loss aversion and, you know, mitigating risk and opportunity costs and just so many different things. So for me, I'm like, okay, I need to look deeper into this. Um, and also I just, I find psychology pretty fascinating anyway, just in general, but yeah. So for me, I'm looking for an edge or I want to get more of an edge as an investor. So if I can figure out how to understand my own psychology, I will, I will automatically have an edge just over the average investor who is completely unaware of the way that they think and why they think the way they think and looking at how they make decisions based on the way that they think. Um, so yeah, anyway, that was just a long ass reason as to why I'm talking about this book and why I'm studying, uh, psychology and tying it into stock investing. But yeah, so basically this book, and again, it's called Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kamen, K-A-H-N-E-M-A-N. -A -A um, anyway, the book just, it, it, it completely breaks down, you know, your mind, but it breaks it down uh, in a academic you know, type of way.
Uh, so for, for some of you guys, it may be a little advanced. It was advanced for me. Like there were some sections of the book that I definitely um, had to read more than once. Or I had to like really just sit there and like just, you know, ponder just some of the ideas so that I could try to fully grasp them. But yes, this book just breaks down how our minds process certain problems and scenarios um, and just how we think. And one of the things that it that it emphasizes in the book is how that we have two systems in our minds, um, system one and system two. And system one is like almost automatic. It kind of just it does it just does what whatever it does like it it moves in such a fast way it's just quickly making decisions based on whatever information is right there in the moment you know and basically in some instances what what the system one uh function of your brain does is it tries to create or yeah like it, it, it creates something called heuristics. So heuristics is like your mind trying to create a shortcut in order to solve a problem. So it will try to find the fastest way to answer a question or solve a puzzle or to c c compute a math problem. It, it will almost, it does it almost automatically. And now there's a system two. System two is the the well thought out more slowed down version of your brain the system two part of your brain is more uh logical and it's it's a little bit more rational it's actually going to question what it sees system two is going to try to dissect the information put the context clues together and try to come up with an accurate answer or uh you know just more logical reasoning as to why something is what it is or why it shouldn't be what it is. And the issue throughout the book, there's not an issue, but like the issue that the, that, you know, me individuals like me and you have is that sometimes we assume something is what it is. And it's really not that based off of other information that is given to us in a given scenario. Um, so, and I'll get into examples in the, uh, in the near future, but yeah, basically like some of the examples that are in the book, it will, it will show you odds or like, uh, gambles, if you will. So it'll say things like, would you rather have a 95% chance to to win $5 with a 10% chance or with a 5% chance to win nothing or would you rather uh, have um a 95% chance to to lose $5 and 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 a 5% chance to win $30. So with that, 
it looks at how each person will choose which gamble or which scenario is better for them. So it basically goes on to talk about how some people have like a I guess just to kind of I'm tr just to kind of simplify it like some people have like a gambler's mind so they'll take they'll look at the larger portion of of the of, of what you could win and they'll just take that because they think well that's more money I want that and then there's other individuals who are risk averse and if you're risk averse, that basically means that you don't like losing. It's more painful to you to lose something than it is enjoyable for you to gain something. So the other individual will look at what they're losing in, in, in the initial uh, scenario. But they'll also look at what is the guarantee or what is the sure thing. So if the sure thing outweighs the loss, then the person who is who doesn't like risk will take that. So yeah, it's I know that was a whole mouthful, but man, it's extremely insightful and it's 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 so in line with investing. And that's what I like most about it, because it really will help you redefine the psychology of your mind when it comes to your finances, especially when it comes to investing in businesses via the stock market. You like all of us, we all have to understand as amateur investors, like it's it's as much about psychology and the mind as it is about finance, you know, money and, and capital allocation like you really got to understand how humans think and how humans behave, especially when it comes to investing. As human beings, we are so irrational, um, especially on the extreme ends of things. So, for example, like when there's an like an extreme bull market and everybody is so optimistic about stocks and investing and they're seeing, you know, the prices going up and they're seeing, you know, companies are making money. So they're seeing crazy returns. We just think that we're geniuses. We think that we're so good. We think that we know something that nobody else knows and that we're just, you know, incredible investors. When there's, you know, a crazy ass boom, uh, bear market, and there's like a major downturn, or even like a, just a huge correction, what are we doing? We're panicking, we're questioning our decision-making, we're kicking ourselves in the ass, um, and we're, and God forbid, worst case scenario, some of you guys will sell your investments when they lose money, and it's just like, man, what happened to the optimism? What happened to being a badass investor? Like, what happened to, you know, oh, I'm so good. I get all these returns, blah, 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 blah. When a bear market hits, everybody's sell, selling and, and, and panicking, you know, and selling off as many shares of, as they can of, of the losers, you know, not understanding that it's probably just a temporary correction. Um or in worst cases, it could be, you know, maybe even like a, a recession in some cases. I mean, it hasn't been recently, but, you know, yeah, it's just like, yeah, basically 
this this book will will give you the mindset that you need in order to make better investment decisions so you can you know uh lower your downside uh you know and and protect the upside because at the end of the day man rule number 1 is to never lose money and rule number 2 is never to forget rule number 1 in the words of Warren Buffett but yeah man um and also too this book is yeah like i said it's pretty thick man over 400 pages it's very insightful um there's some research papers that are written in the back so it it it, it goes through those you can actually read some of the you know um some of like the scholarly papers that that the author wrote with other um with other economists and psychologists uh in the field and yeah man they really broke it down it even talks about um situations in terms of like money managers and investors and just how you know their minds and their brains when it comes to system 1 and system 2 how it almost plays tricks on them you know, if they're not aware aware of, of what's happening when they're put in certain situations or when they look at their accounts or when they're making investments, you know. Um, but yeah, we are very like sensitive to you know, just so many different inputs when it comes to just everything, life, love, you know you know, fitness, nutrition, when it comes to money management, etc. We're very sensitive to, to just all the different inputs and the different things that come in. And it's just like, man, you really got to figure out how to kill the noise, kill the noise in your own head, kill the noise that you hear on social media, kill them, the noise that you hear in the news. Like you need to be able to understand who you really are and how you really are as an investor in order to keep an edge or get an edge so that when when things are going good you're 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 still doing well when when people are panicking you're you're actually utilizing that that moment and you're capitalizing on the opportunities um you know i can't speak for traders or anything like that cuz i don't do that um i don't i don't trade because number one, it's just this shit is way too scary, way too confusing. Like it just seems like way too much trouble to go through in order to get some returns. It's just like, look, I'm cool on that. I don't need a thousand percent return. I'm good on that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a I, I'm a I'm a take what what the businesses that I invest in give me. So. And they're going to have shitty years and they're going to have awesome years. But you don't know when those years are going to occur. But yeah, man, like I said, man, for me, it, it's 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 about like making sure that I understand how my mind works when it comes to to investing, when it comes to managing money and when it comes to managing risk. Um, and that's another thing, too. Like investing is not just making money. It's also managing risk protecting your downside like making sure that when when shit goes south you're good to go you got some cash reserves but you also understand the businesses that you're buying via the stock market so that when uh when there is a correction or when there is a pullback 
you're not panicking and selling because if you sell when there's a pullback, you locked in that loss. So for one, that's going to eat up your returns. And number two, you're going to have to pay taxes on that, if, especially if it was a short-term uh, loss. Yeah, you can, um, you can uh, deduct it and carry it forward and subtract any gains from it that you make the uh, uh, in the next year. But it's just like, is that really worth going through all of that when you could have just understood your investment? You could have understood who you were as an investor on this, uh, you know, in terms of the psychological implications. And you could have just sat back and let it let it do what it did, man. Like, you know, but yeah, Um. again, the book is called Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kamen. Highly, highly, highly recommend it, especially for any amateur investors, man. It is so helpful uh, in terms of just getting an edge and keeping an edge and, and understanding how you think about, you know, finances and just how you think about investing and and just keeping your cool when shit is going wild and keeping your cool when things are going great and 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 not being overconfident in what you think are your skills as an investor because the businesses that you buy via the stock market they are the ones that dictate your performance it isn't you you just pick a price to buy these businesses at and you're either going to sell them in the short term or you're going to hold them for the long term but the businesses perform the way that they perform based on their own metrics, based on their own operations, based on, you know, GDP growth and the economy as a whole. So you also have to understand that as well. But yeah, man, um, that's mostly all I wanted to touch on today. So we're already at 45 minutes. Um, I could talk about this for three hours, four hours, five hours straight, but I'm not going to do that. I'll just save it for another episode. So yeah, um, once again, new book of the month is Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kamen. Absolutely phenomenal book. Um, so again, I'll kind of just give uh, just brief summaries of, you know, what the book talks about and just how you can use that to become an even better investor. Um, if you're an individual that does have an investment account and you do buy businesses, because again, you also have to understand that investing is you becoming partial business owner. You're, you are buying interest in publicly traded businesses. So you're automatically a business owner the day you buy any stock in any company. So you also have to understand that. Um, and another thing too, um, you need to understand whether you're an investor that is into the fundamentals or the technicals. Um, but that can be a whole different conversation and episode. But anyway, man, yeah, my thing is, um, just how to have more of a mental edge over, even over myself, because, you know, sometimes, man, you can get overconfident or um, you can you can be so timid or afraid, you know, that you miss an opportunity to to invest. So that's also another thing, too, man. Um, but again, 
once you understand your your own you know uh mental abilities once you understand your own psychology you know you'll be able to master you know your techniques in terms of how you invest or when you invest or just how much you put in or don't put in or just how much risk you take or don't take what or, or whatever your time horizon all of that but yeah man that's just uh that's all i want to touch on for now so yeah I didn't really talk about my own portfolio and just some of the things that I've learned as an investor. So I might talk about that in a, in a future episode um, because, man, I've learned I've learned a shit ton over the over the year. And it's been yeah, it's been a phenomenal year. It's been super exciting. Um, it's been very beneficial, eye opening, um, you know, in terms of managing my own portfolio. Yeah, man, I've definitely made some mistakes for sure. Um, but luckily, man, we made it out on the other side. So yeah, but, um, aside from that, man, um, yeah, I just ignore most of the BS that I hear in the news in terms of, you know, CSNBC or any of these other Fox news, whatever, whoever is saying what everybody keeps talking about a crash is coming, a crash is coming, a crash. If it's coming, it's coming. Like, you know, just be prepared for it. There's not much you can do anyway once it's here. So yeah, um, I try to ignore all that um, because for me, it's like if you buy businesses that have great fundamentals, they have great financial, you know, reports, then, and if they're businesses that you feel like, you know, they'll really will be here 5, 10, 20, 30 years from now, you really shouldn't be in a panic. You really shouldn't be tripping on anything. Like you should just be sitting back and waiting for the opportunities to arise. Um, but yeah, man, aside from that, man, um, we got more episodes on the way. So hopefully you found some useful information in today's episode, man. Um, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. So we got more episodes on the way as usual um, for now. I'm going to just keep working. Hopefully you're still working. Um, you know, get shit done, man. Like, get shit done. It's it's a new year. Not that I really care that it's a new year because I'm always trying to get shit done anyway. So, yeah. But for anybody else that you feel the new year energy, like, get shit done. Stop playing games. Um, so, yeah. If you got anything useful out of this episode, make sure you download, rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast, man. Like I said before, man, we got more episodes on the way. So per the usual, you already know who it is. I'm not going to say it again. I'm out.